Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Only see me as this larger than life icon. But I'm just a normal guy. Hi. Hello. I'm Dave. Don't you want to know who I am? Not really. Do you want to meet the guy behind the guy? Woo. Do you want to know what the industry is like? Uh-huh. I got a record with a neck pillow on my neck Cause the ergonomics on my desk ain't right My nose gets stuffed every night Woo. I'm fidgety I'm fidgety, I twitch I'm fidgety <laughs> Yes, I know that I'm a rapper at the end of the day But I think it's time you knew me by my government name Hi, I'm Dave I'm Lil D Hi, I'm Dave I'm Lil Diggy, no shut up, I am Dave. Oh yay, David! Yay! (laughs) I think my favorite comment from yesterday's show during the apparent struggle on the BG song (laughs) was you're just out. <laughs> yeah. When Sarah, on the fourth attempt, when Emily and Chainsaw were trying to get staying alive by Bee Gees, it's not staying alive and it's not the Bee Gees. And uh, there was a moment of, now there was a sustained moment of confusion. And after the fourth attempt to get it right, Emily could not remember which wrong answer she had given. And that's when Sarah just declared, you're just out. (laughs) And I rather enjoyed that. Uh. (laughs) I thought we'd put everyone out of their misery. You're just out. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's it. Exactly. It was time to. It was that that time where the doctor has to look at the clock and say, call the time. (laughs) 6.06. 606. And a very windy Tuesday morning, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> We're coming at you from WKG Brew. And just so you don't think that, you know, that we here on the show are ganging up on you, mm-hmm. we want you to know that the audience took note. Oh, did they? Of that struggle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> nothing gets past them. Come on. No. Nothing well? gets past them. Mm-mm. Especially when they're not, you know, under the microscope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sitting and amidst the chaos. That's right. Beads of sweat. And they're just sitting in the audience, pointing and laughing, which is the best place to be. Mm-hmm. Here are some of the responses. I'd say you're as dumb as a rock, but a rock can hold a door open. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) You two are the reasons shampoo has instructions. (laughs) 
Chainsaw's stupidity, I can chalk up to senility, but Emily has no excuse. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> People took this as an invitation oh. now to compete for the best burn. Oh, good. And uh, Green Lantern says, uh, what worst burn can they have other than losing to Boyer? Ooh, oh, oh Scorch. That's a bad one, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was, that, that's the worst so far. You two couldn't roll a tire down a hill. <laughs> Ouch. That's harsh. Yeah, mm-hmm. tr- true. But whatever. <laughs> Couldn't roll a tire down a hill. Couldn't roll a tire down a hill. They're so dumb that their brains could fit into a Barbie doll's navel and there'd still be room for two raisinets and a list of their accomplishments. <laughs> wow. Oh, a lot of thought into that one. It's wordy. Yeah. That's quiet talking, James. <laughs> Dustin says there's dumb, and then there's program director dumb. Wow. Oh, that might be the worst. Oh, wow. no. You two would need twice the brains to qualify as a halfwit or a program director. <laughs> that was uh, Rob checking in. Brian. Yeah. Says uh, it takes these two an hour to cook minute rice. <laughs> Mary Catherine, Mary Catherine McRae, sweet, sweet Mary Catherine. I saw her at mass yesterday. They're so dumb they could throw themselves on the ground and miss. <laughs> I probably could. Wow. If brains were dynamite, there wouldn't be enough to blow your hat off. <laughs> I have to say, one man alone can be pretty done sometimes, but real for real bona fide stupidity, nothing can beat teamwork. <laughs> and a boyer agrees there with that. There, there it is. is. There it is. These two have Van Gogh's ear for music. All right. Well, there you go. Those are uh, comments following yesterday's difficult but ultimately successful uh, play-in challenge on the $5 quiz playoff season. Mm -hmm. Chainsaw will take his place on the jury, even though there's nothing for them to do over there at the jury except sit and watch. Yeah. And Emily will move on. Yeah. Next up, I think it's Friday. We have... Another playoff game between the girls, all in all, and Sarah. Yep. Yes. All right. There you go. I don't know what it was about that one. You guys just got stuck. Yes. (laughs) Or stupid. Why? Just got stuck. Which one was your favorite comment there? Uh, Well, I mean, the one where I could try to throw myself on the ground and probably miss hits close to home because I feel like that might actually be true. Yeah. Well, let me tell you here. I'll bring you someone else's stupidity. And let's throw the stupidity light on them. Cool. Okay. Yes, please. Off you and uh-huh. on them. I like it. Okay. Olivia Newton-John, who I don't know if you care about her, but oh, she's such a doll. 
Just yes. love Olivia Newton-John. Yes. You know, don't we? And a great, a kind person as well. Oh, you met Olivia Newton-John? I did. Good I went to a concert. Tell and, me what happened. Uh, uh, well, she was here on our show, and she was doing a, a concert. Mm, whose show? Uh, this show. It might have been just a phoner, but she was uh, on the show. I don't remember that. And uh, it was back when Jill and I were dating, and we went to see her show at some uh, casino in town, and we met her after the show and chatted, and she was a delight. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Chainsaw? Nothing. I'm just... Uh... Support, mocking? Supporting him with my with your, mocks. With your mocking? Yes. <laughs> yes. So she was nice. Terrifically uh, so. To you. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Well, she has a daughter. Her name's Chloe. And Chloe is an anti-vaxxer. And she does not trust this COVID vaccine because she does not trust doctors. Doesn't like them. She says natural medicine is what has saved my mom's life. And uh, she's referring to her mother's long, long struggle with breast cancer. Natural medicine saved my mom's life. Now, Chloe has no medical training, but she certainly has an opinion, which she's welcome to. She began this post, and uh, she talked about mother's well-known, well-publicized use of medical marijuana to cope with her difficulties. She says, natural medicine is the party I belong to. Not Republican, not Democrat, definitely not vaxxing. I don't trust doctors. And there's only one glaring issue with her anti-vaxxing, anti-doctor stance. Yeah. And that is she has spent $550,000 on fake tits and other plastic <laughs> surgery. <laughs> oh, supernatural. Because she doesn't trust doctors. Five. I didn't know you could spend $550,000 on plastic surgery. She's What's an a boob job? different person. Uh, doesn't a boob job cost like around ten grand or something yeah, like that? I mean, something like that. What? what? What's the most expensive plastic surgery thing that you can get? Is it a facelift or a boob job? Or I mean, if you get ten, it's still only $100,000. $550,000 she spent on plastic surgery. So unless those are whole heads of kale in her bra, pushing them out to 32 double D. She found some doctors in there snuck in. Yeah. This says one of the most expensive is a facelift with the average at $7,600. Not even $10,000. How is this woman spending five? And what has she done to earn $550,000? She was born to her mother. There's Chloe sticking mom on the dolly on the hand truck. Get out there and sing. Have you never been mellow once more? I need a new boob job. (laughs) Come on, mom. One more. Well, I'm so excited to hear that I had Olivia Newton-John on the show. Well, Chainsaw is going to get right into sports. I think there were two football games yesterday. That is correct, sir. You okay? You just look like you want to cry. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Tell about me what's going to happen. Well, yes, indeed. Uh, NFL Monday doubleheader and another one today. Emily's Aztecs crack in. And Lebby James is all butthurt. He's well, butthurt. Yeah. Well, we can't have that. No. We'll get you Chainsaw Sports coming up next year.
And a rare Whitney Tuesday morning, everybody. It's super Whitney's breezy out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she is. Shut up. Okay. We decide today's day four. Yeah. Twelve days of Christmas, another one thousand dollar Christmas wish from Jersey Mike's is coming up today. Staying alive. BJ's. Duh. Done. <laughs> Here now is the Chase Underwood Sports on the KJ Bagel Morning. Welcome morning and thank you, David, and hello again, everybody, in the sports world. Because of COVID delays, we not only had an NFL Monday doubleheader, we have another game tonight. The first game yesterday was the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the unnamed Washington football team, which behind former Helix High School quarterback Alex Smith, uh, knocked off the Steelers 23-17, dropping Pittsburgh to 11-1 and tied with Kansas City for the NFL's best record while Washington improves to 5-7. and seven, Suddenly tied with the Giants atop the NFC East and Least division. That game was on Fox, kind of, but because some sort of direct TV conflict, okay, only 41% of America got to see it, not us. Instead, we got Judge Judy for which many Americans find the toxic, screeching, hateful demeanor delightfully refreshing. You're an idiot! In the later game, Boyer's Buffalo Bills improved to 9-3 and with a 34-24 win over the San Francisco 49ers, who dropped to 5-7. and Yeah. And today we have 3-8 and Dallas at 6-5 and Baltimore at 5 p.m. Uh, it says that game will be on Fox and the NFL Network. Maybe at least one of those will show the game for us today. But at least I'm not spoiled or bitter about it. God. How about Emily's Forno Aztec Hoopsters cracking into the Associated Press top 25 yesterday? Number 24, Jack Bauer. Yes, the 24th-ranked Aztecs will visit 23rd-ranked Arizona State on Thursday night. Go Aztecs. I try to do it on game day only. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. That's a tradition for you. Okay, mm. game day, uh, game day only. That is okay. Aztecs. I know, right? Aztecs. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Rashadova. My wife and I were driving the other day, and a woman cut me off. I wasn't pleased. Switching to our lane, no directional. I was like, nope, not having that. Give her a little high beam flash, letting her know, hey, not exactly stoked with how you're driving. Then she stopped at a yellow light, which I was going to go through, right? So I was like, all right, I'll just take her on the right. I swerve out. I'm like, you know what? No, time to give a lesson. Stop at the yellow light. And I look over and I go, uh, you got to use a directional when you're changing lanes. Like a substitute teacher. And she looks back and goes, we just driving. We just driving. I don't know if that's a complete sentence. But I liked it. It's very zen, very prophetic, you know what I mean? We just driving. But I didn't want to lead on that I did, you know, and she had like a little dog in her lap, so I go, you got a dog on your lap. And she looks back and sees my wife and she goes, you got a dog in the passenger seat. Yeah, didn't see that coming. I don't think I got anything for these two. And I just grabbed the little lever next to the seat and I was like, if you got something, go for it. Cause I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait for green and then we're out. You know what I mean? Skip <laughs> bottle association. 
Lebby James is all butthurt these days because his former Cleveland teammate, Kyrie Irving, said that now that he's with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, he finally has a teammate who can hit a game-winning shot. Ooh. And when LeBron first heard about that, he was a bit taken aback. I mean, what about me? You know, then he read the entire transcript of what Kyrie said. Yes, uh -oh. LeBron wanted us to know he read the entire transcript of somebody's podcast of Kyrie's statement saying that he finally has a guy that can hit a game-winning shot, obviously not LeBron. And uh, LeBron says that it hurt his feelings. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Lebby! Lebby! <laughs> you are clearly not the worst human being in the world. But you are making a case for most annoying. Do you have to share every detail about how precious your feelings are? How about sharing some of your $500 million net worth? Now you have our attention. There's nothing special about you. Get over yourself. Cool, me or him. In other sports, David. You ever get behind someone, they're not moving? You're like, come on. <laughs> right? You're like, you change into an animal. <laughs> right? You're just looking for the pass lane. You're looking to pass them. And it, it seems like it's days, it takes days for this to happen. But you'll finally get it, right? You'll finally get it. But as you pass, you can't let this go. As you pass them, you have to turn and look to see who the hell is driving this way. You can't go to bed at night without putting a face to that miles per hour. Sometimes you want to just slow up so they could see the face. You would pull up and you're like, look at what you did to me! <laughs> I was happy a mile ago! Look at this transformation! <laughs> <laughs> and this is your 101.5 KGBFM Sports Network. remember what we decided was the greatest Van Halen song of all time. It should have been that one. <laughs> Those are my Van Halen friends. I'm 101.5 KGB San Diego. A very windy Tuesday morning. Up. <laughs> Doesn't want to hear it anymore. I asked Boyer, uh, how's it going for today? And he says, I'm going to go home to a muddy yard today, David. Now, it's an interesting comment since the humidity is at four. Right. And there's no rain in the forecast. Uh -huh. And uh, it's very windy out there. Shut up. <laughs> dry away any kind of moisture. So why is it going to be muddy? Mm -hmm. What do you think, Chainsaw? Why is this yard going to be muddy today? Overhydration? I don't know. Of the rocks? <laughs> right. Did, did you break a main? Well, you know, he doesn't have any lawn. There's no sprinkler system. Correct. It's not raining today. No. It's not going to rain in the foreseeable future. It certainly hasn't rained lately. So why is he going home to a muddy yard? Mm. Anyone? So you're ready. He's having concrete poured at his house today and muddy is what slangy concrete contractors call it. Oh, for God. Because now he's like Ed Hansen Brothers. He's right. 
a concrete contractor. Yeah, yeah. You know, we in the business call it that. Yeah. Which Emily immediately <laughs> looked up and said, uh, there's 86 terms for concrete and none of them is <laughs> <laughs> But just the fact that he likes to you know, ring-a-ding-ding, uh-huh. swagger around with his superior concrete slang terminology. He's not pretentious at you all. You know, he zung it out yes, there hoping did. that someone would bite on that hook. And here I am with my big fat mouth. Yeah. What does that mean? I know. What do you mean, buddy? I, I did the same thing today. He printed out something for me. What did you call it, Page? Of a- I, I said, uh, are you happy with the pagination? Oh, God. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. So you see where he is today. The pagination. Get ready for Printing off sheets. And why do you have your hands out like what? What? That's what it's called. Okay, you're doing this. You're doing this just for attention, aren't you? By no one you've ever heard of. It's the way the document lays out in pages on paper. Do you want the page break here? Is the pagination correct? (laughs) Exactly, Emily. Exactly. (laughs) You know. I would give you a crappy look, but I can see you've already got one. So. <laughs> Thank you, Biscuit Pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all ours. What's going on in our world of half-baked crackpot news today, huh? Margaret Keenan. Who's that? She made history as the first person in the Western world to receive the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, vaccine outside of trial conditions. A real jab? Mm-hmm. A real person with a real jab? Yeah. Mm. And she's a 90-year-old grandmother who's really looking forward to being able to see her family next year, and she feels like this is one step closer to spending time with them. She's 90, and she's the first one who got the jab. Mm-hmm. wonder how they figured that out. I'm not sure. And then the second person was William Shakespeare. Okay. I don't think there's any bringing that guy back. And I don't think he died of COVID. But come on. How good is this vaccine supposed to be? I know. See. Who needs their kid Oh, yeah. You you would never do that, would you? No. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of quaint when Americans would name their kids after great American patriots. Like, you know, our son. Here's our son, Thomas Jefferson. You know, Smith or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that when people name their kids Benjamin Franklin but Pierce. Then you, but then you have your own last name, and so I know. But I, I think it's neat. First and middle name, I can see that. But when you're, you're just you're Sam Adams, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it would get old for the kid real quick. Huh. There's a sportscaster by the name of Lincoln Kennedy, which I always thought was really bad luck. Do you think that's his real name? Because, you know, sports people come up with fake show business. That hadn't occurred to you, huh? No. I see. No. That had not occurred to you. It had not. Poor choice if you made that up. If you consciously decided, I'm going to name myself after two famous assassinated presidents. Bad move. So what else is happening? Uh, our Gavinator is unveiling a new app to alert you if you've been exposed to someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How would we know that? Suppose uh, your results would be in a database. And after that, I'm not a software person. so This seems very anti-HIPAA. Mm-hmm. Unless it can just be anonymous. Like, hey, someone in your circle, heads up. So I guess it could give you an alert, but it won't tell you who it is, Mm -hmm. so you can avoid that person. (laughs) It's like, I got lucky, (laughs) 
and I didn't get too close to that person. Listen, someone in your circle has COVID. Really, who? <laughs> well, that's for us to know and for you to find out. <laughs> Either drill all your friends or stay home, right? Just ugh. But that is part of the whole contact contact tracing element, right? I say get rid of this HIPAA nonsense. Just get rid of it. It causes more difficulty. It's more expensive than it's worth. It's a pain in the ass. You know, think about it. We are ready now to step up and go to extreme measures to stamp out this pandemic. Okay, what are you willing to do? How about give up a little bit of this nonsense about HIPAA? If someone's got COVID, let's know who or where it is. Mm. And avoid that person until they're better, and then we can all be friends again. So the COVID asterisk to HIPAA and protect the other things, or just get rid of HIPAA completely? I don't know how HIPAA works that well anyway. I I waited my turn at the pharmacy the other day. They've got the little feet prints on the floor there at Vons. Mm -hmm. Stand back here. Mm-hmm. Don't invade people's space. Right. And you got to sign 90 papers. Don't tell me that didn't send my prescription prices up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got to grab the cootie electronic pen mm-hmm. and sign the HIPAA thing mm-hmm. because the guy before you had the raging barfola. <laughs> so yes. you want to touch all that stuff. Ew. So I'm waiting to do all that stuff. And some Myrtle at Vons comes rushing up and says, you know what I forgot to do? And had a conversation with the other pharmacist right next to me. Hmm. And the other pharmacist was perfectly happy to have that conversation. And I'm looking around going, hey, my HIPAA. I hate her. <laughs> Stupid. Get rid of it. Did you just start chanting, HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA? Like mine, mine, mine. <laughs> you're, all, you're standing in line at the pharmacist. You probably have cooties. I don't yeah. go. I, I, yeah. I do everything I can to avoid walking on that side of the store as it is. It bugs me that they keep the paper towels and toilet paper over on the side where all the sick people are. Mm. Can we just put the all the pharmacy over in its own corner by itself and nothing else over there? Give it its own entry. Oh, no doubt. Like the sick entry of doctor offices. Yep. All right. What, what else is happening? Giant lizards have invaded the southwestern United States. And on our website, you can see a snake that invaded a woman's Christmas tree. 101kgb.com. Not good. Mm-mm. An early 2000s fashion trend is attempting to make a comeback. We'll tell you about that. And 101kgb.com, Bobby Eagleman has a new elf on the shelf. It's a Wookiee on a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Wookiee on a cookie? Uh Uh-huh. Where where do we see that? 101kgb.com. Well, I hope Ram Jam's coming up here in a minute so I can take some time to examine it. <laughs> Give it all the proper time that it deserves. But right now, let's talk to the celebrity death czar. Last month, we had to kick Chris Boyer out of the celebrity death czar palace because he was spending too much time memorizing slang terms of concrete workers. <laughs> And not dedicating enough time to the job. And so Sarah is uh, carrying out the duties of Celebrity Death Star for the remainder of 2020. Sarah, we bring you Chuck Yeager. Hmm. Hey, look at me. Chuck Yeager. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I don't know who this is. You what? I don't know who this is. That's fine. I did see this. Covered on the news. Yeah. Well, so was... Who was it yesterday that you didn't let in? Squiggy? 
Well, David was his name, but Squiggy right. was the actor's name. That was on the news, too. Yeah, but... If you don't know who it is, you don't know who it is. Right, so I'm just trying to explain. So I didn't know who that is, and after looking at David and his work and stuff, I wasn't familiar with it. He didn't seem relevant after that. Chuck Yeager, I... You could tell me his name a thousand times, and I wouldn't know who he was or what he did. But after learning what he did, that deserves to go in a place of history and celebrity death heaven. What did you learn that he did? He was a record-setting pilot. He broke the speed barrier or the sound barrier, right? He was the first of many things, and he he was he was just everywhere covered. And I think that um, that kind of mark in history. Mm-hmm. Absolutely deserves a nod. America's test pilot. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All right. So he makes it in. He's in. It's a good decision for you. Thank you, sir. Well done. I got an email from someone who asked me if he had crashed. Oh. <laughs> they asked me if Chuck had crashed. He's 97 years old. I think he had retired. Chuck Yeager. On to his great reward. And celebrity death czar Sarah says he is in. So what are your rules? Oh, David, I don't have rules. No, You're I mean, gonna... is there a window? Oh, I, I'm going to stick with the 10-day window because okay. that is very easy math. Yeah. So I like that. Okay. And you say there's no other rules. What does that mean? It means it depends on how I feel that day. Sure. Well, that's the same as Boyer. <laughs> Yeah, I it's just the same like as it. all of them. Yeah. You know, hopefully yeah. I'm in a good mood when you croak. Uh, until you had read it, though, you had not heard the name Chuck Yeager before. That was news to you, right? Last night was the first I saw it on the news last yeah. night, having to catch it, and that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. However, and had you not looked the- him up, had you not seen all his accomplishments, first one to break the sound barrier and all that stuff, you probably would have said, "Hit the bricks, Chucko." Probably would have. <laughs> Oh, this is it. This is it. Oh. Mm-hmm. With no preparation and no warning. Wow. This oh, is God. the final. Chris Boyer versus the team. I'm looking for a player. 888-570-1015. It's a direct connect. Who will play? What's the matter? You know, my teammates have had a very rough start to trivia this week, so I is, I'm just really caught off guard and a little nervous. Well, I've noticed you've been a little <laughs> bit nervous as well past couple of games where 10 seconds into the debate, you just scream out some sort of an final answer. Oh. Like the first one jumping off the Titanic. <laughs> it's like, man, we're still in port. <laughs> that would have been a good time to leave. So, oh it is Boyer versus the team. I'm looking for a player, 888-570-1015. It's a direct connect. This is it. Chris Boyer is in the lead by a lot. By a lot. Mm. If he wins today, it'll be two years in a row that he has proven his scientific theory, now scientific fact, that he is, in fact, smarter than all of you. Even smarter than all of you put together. <laughs> How does that feel? Not good. Not good. However, there is still a chance that the team can scratch its way back and even the score. We'll find out 
Who is going to play today? I like the looks of uh, Darlene here. How are you, Darlene? I'm doing great. Have you ever heard Chris Boyer versus the team? Yes, and he wins way too much. He does win a lot. <laughs> Why do you say that, Darlene? Are you on the team side? Do you find yourself team? Um, I guess. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, big fan. Yeah, doesn't sound too committed to it. No. Well, Darlene, <laughs> you have uh, you have a simple job. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's a simple job. And that okay. is, you are going to listen to the question that I pose to the crew. And then I post okay. it to Chris Boyer. There are going to be two different answers, I hope. Sometimes, oftentimes, there is a forfeit. Sometimes the team just quits and says, forget it. I can't do it. And they just quit. I've never known Chris Boyer to do that. No, sir. You should hear two different answers. It'll be up to you to decide. I like the team's answer. I like Chris Boyer's answer. Or I don't like neither one of them. Oh, that sounds tough. Yeah, it could happen. What is Darlene playing for today? We have a $100 gift card to Covewood Restaurant at San Diego Mission Bay Resort. That basically gives you ownership of the entire Mission Bay Resort. (laughs) Pretty nice, Darlene. Yes, it is. All right. Everybody in good health and happy at your house? Um, Yes. Glad to hear. Yes, yes. All right. You stand by. We'll come to you for the question in one second. Let me ask you, Darlene. How many points do you think we should play for today? A million. (laughs) Is that too high? It's not too high. Uh, It does not give the team a chance to win. Do you want the team Uh, to have a chance to win? um, Yes, I do. Sarah, do do you remember the point value of our last game? I sure do. You wrote it down? Uh Uh-huh. What was it? A bekzillion trillion beckflop zillion million trillion points yeah. there is only yeah, there is only one point value higher than that <laughs> and that is one naked back trillion points oh. there is no number higher than that oh it'll be up to you darlene how many points we play for today okay let's go for um one higher than that the naked one the naked back trillion the naked Victorian. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Normally, I would have to call Bob Pittman in New York to secure permission to get the authorization to release the one naked Bechtrillion points. Imagine one trillion naked Beccas running around, mm. skipping around like a summer breeze. <laughs> Easy peasy, carefree. Just with a cool drink in her hand and the wind blowing through her hair. Um, all right. It's anybody's game. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Your categories are musical theater. Yes. Very good. Musical theater it is. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Chainsaw likes musical theater, so yes. it shall be. He just wants to dance. I will ask the team this question. Perhaps they'll give me an answer. I don't know. Yeah. Then Chris Boyer will be asked the same question. He cannot give me the same answer. He has to go second. He has to give me a different answer. All these challenges he faces because his intelligence is so superior. And in fact, he is winning this game. This is it. 
determine the winner of 2020. And it's been Boyer's year. Here we go. Many years ago, David Bowie, starring in The Elephant Man, he stood on the stage and he saw three empty seats in the front row, just three. But the sight nearly drove him in tears off the stage. Why? Those were reserved for his dead guests. Went dark very quickly there. <laughs> well, well. I was thinking maybe, you know, they were reserved for his mommy and daddy and <laughs> other daddy. But uh, if I mean, you want to talk about dead people, we well, can yeah, go there. Maybe it was Generally why people tear up. Maybe it was sim- maybe. symbolic for people that had passed on and couldn't be there. You know, what, people really close to him. About? Anyone know? What's yeah, that? it's about a guy who with a... Elephantitis in his face and yeah. the whole... Yeah. So body reserved for... T- Deformities. Yeah, maybe reserved for him. And so he'd family? sit in the middle so his no one else could get close no, no, to him. No, and his family. God, no. <laughs> That's a little harsh. Wow. That's a little harsh, Emily. <laughs> Me? Yes, you. You, you took Maybe. it there and laughed at yourself. Yeah. Well, what do, what do we like, Emily? Uh-uh. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, no. Ma'am. I think it has, if he's crying about it on stage, it has to be symbolic. So it could, it could be symbolic for the man with the elephantitis, the elephant man. who. Yeah, but what were those three seats? Could you repeat the question? Is there yes, any chance? I will. Uh, it was many years ago, David Bowie, starring in The Elephant Man, stood on the stage and saw three, only three empty seats in the front row. And the sight nearly drove him off the stage in tears. Why? And 30 seconds. Because this it is was where re- Sarah gets very Because nervous. it was reserved for Elephant Man and his parents or something. Or it, uh, and his guests or something. Emily, your thoughts? Phrasing help. Elephant Man and... Because the seats were reserved for Elephant Man and his guests. Final answer. Why did your why did your head fall into your hand, Team Captain Sarah, in despair? Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my feeling on that on this answer. You don't like that answer? I don't know the way of phrasing it or mm-hmm. you don't like the answer. I feel like there could be there's You felt pushed into giving that answer. You're not happy with that answer. You don't think it's right. I I'm in there, I don't know. I'm not confident. Ugh. Chris Boyer? Yes. Have they snatched the victory? No! Mm. Good God, John Merrick was well dead by the time that uh, David Bowie appeared on stage. Oh, he's giving extra information. Mm -hmm. This is where he gets a wrong answer. Christ Almighty, Michael Jackson had purchased his bones. Mm. Chris Boyer. Yeah. It was many years ago. David Bowie, starring in The Elephant Man, stood on the stage and saw three empty seats in the front row. And the sight nearly drove him off the stage in tears. The team says it's because that was the elephant man's seat. <laughs> Your expression is so dripping. <laughs> and um, his parents as well. Is that what you said, team yes. captain? Yes. Yes. So it was mother, father, and son of the elephant family. <laughs> 
Okay. All right, just move along. Send the peanut vendor out to the front row. Just give it a Final answer. answer. Yeah. Final answer. Chris Boyer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, those seats were reserved for the author of the play. Oh. And uh, he was not there. He had uh, abandoned those seats. He was a the, big man. Oh, well, he keeps going. The author and his guests, final answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, before we reveal what's happened here, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If the team is right, the team has won Boyer versus the team for 2020. Yes. Because... One naked Bechtrillion points would give anybody the victory today. Right. It is the highest number known in the universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. A shockwave went out from planet Earth today to all other star systems when they heard that one Bechtrillion points had been authorized. Right. If Chris Boyer has it right, he retains the crown. And if nobody gets it right, neither is going to be the victor for 2020. Right. But if neither gets it right, Chris Boyer would remain in second place and would, in fact, still be smarter than the team. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We've never counted it that way. Let's start, not start now. So you guys <laughs> need to get this one right. Yes. That's it. Boyer has a little bit of wiggle room. You guys got none. It's mm-hmm. do or die here today for the team. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I want to wish good luck to everybody here. Thank you. And Thank I want to congratulate everybody Thank you. for their fantastic performance in 2020. A challenging year, that's for sure. Let's go to Darlene and see what she thinks. Darlene, what do you think of those answers? The team thinks the empty seats in the front row of The Elephant Man starring David Bowie, which upset him so much it drove him to tears. They were supposed to be occupied by the Elephant Man family. Mama Elephant Man, Papa Elephant Man, and Baby Elephant Man. (laughs) Chris Boyer said, the author wasn't there. What do you think, darling? Do you like the team's answer? Do you like Chris Boyer's answer? Or do you care for neither of them? I'm going for neither of them. And you're going to the oh. Cove Wood Restaurant. You win! Oh. Oh. You're going to the Cove Wood Restaurant. Thank you so much. $100 gift card. I think you can buy everything on the menu and the restaurant itself. That's Woo-hoo. fantastic. Congratulations. And thank, thank you for being you. with us on the final, final episode of Boyer vs. the Team. Darlene, do you have any guess why those three empty seats upset David Bowie so much? Um, I believe that's because the seats were for John and Yoko Lennon. She's right. But what about the third seat? I don't know. Mark (laughs) David Chapman. The three seats. It was December 9th, 1980. And the day before, December 8th, 40 years ago today, those seats were for Mark David Chapman, John Lennon, and Yoko Ono. Those three. And uh, it was the day after Mark David Chapman had murdered John Lennon in New York. Look at you getting it right, Darlene. I think you are the smartest of them all. (laughs) Yes! I think we should make it Darlene versus Boyer and the team. Well, you got it right, Darlene. You're going to go to the restaurant. Okay, thank you so much. Great congratulations to you from the KGB. Dave, Emily, and Chainsaw with you. 
on 101.5 KGB San Diego. Yeah, John Lennon killed 40 years ago. 40 years ago tonight. And it was the next night that uh, they were supposed to be sitting in the front row for David Bowie's performance of The Elephant Man. The three seats occupied by John Yoko and Dave Mark David Chapman. Wow. Freaky, isn't it? Yeah. Just freaky. I heard an interesting story from Elton John, who, you know, he was good friends with John Lennon. And uh, John begged him to collaborate on a song with him because John desperately wanted to have a number one hit as a solo performer. Mm. Gotta have it. Mm. Like, I gotta have a number one hit. So he goes to Elton John, who, I don't know if there was a bigger performer in the 1970s than Elton John. So they get together, they're in the studio, they're making this song that Elton sings and plays the piano on with John Lennon. And Elton says to John, this is going to be your number one hit. This is it. And John was kind of a dour guy, and he goes, I don't think so. Hmm. So Elton says, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a bet. If this goes to number one, and John was very reclusive now at the time. He goes, if this is a number one hit, you have to join me on stage for a performance. And the song went to number one. And so Elton John is at Madison Square Garden, where he cashed in on his bet that he had won. Do you know what the song was? No idea. Seeing it's Thanksgiving, we thought we'd make tonight a little bit of a joyous occasion uh, by inviting someone up with us onto stage. Now, the crowd there at Madison Square Garden has no idea that this is going to happen. And, you know, John Lennon is a, uh, a transported New Yorker now. Mm-hmm. And New York loved John Lennon. They had no idea the surprise was coming. And they lost their minds when Elton John did this. And uh, I'm sure it will be no stranger to anybody in the audience when I say it's our great privilege and your great privilege to see and hear Mr. John Lennon.
What a night to be at Madison Square Garden, huh? Yeah. Wow. Remember the night you and I uh, came up out of the subway <laughs> at Madison Square Garden? And do you remember who was on the marquee that night? Oh. You and I were in New York uh, 30 years ago. We, you took, you took me on a ride on the subway. You said, "Let's go to uh, no Radio City." It was Radio City. Yes. it wasn't Madison Square Garden. It was Radio City. Do you remember who was on the marquee? Sinatra. Sinatra. And we oh. had to go up. Is it? Are there any? Duh, they sold out. But we had to go Thank up. God, it was sold out. We would have oh spent anything. We would have. We would have paid Chainsaw, anything. Chainsaw says to me, "We have to go," and I'm going, "Yeah." We have to go. And I've got like $4 in my pocket. <laughs> and they wanted like, I don't know, $100 a ticket. And I was like, I don't have $100 to my name. <laughs> and Chainsaw's like, well, we got to go. Are you kidding me? We're swinging, Come kid. On. We're going. We're going to live life. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any money. I'm poor. <laughs> and then uh, the lady says, are you kidding? It's sold out. Beat it. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go get mugged. <laughs> right. All right. John Lennon. 40 years ago. But that was uh, from happier times in 1974 with John Lennon and Elton John, and that was the last live performance John Lennon ever did. Wow. Hell of a performance, I must say. I what mean, a as, night. As live performances go, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. what a night. All right, get ready for the chainsaw. He's going to talk sports. From 101.5 KGB, that's Boston, guys. And now it's Chainsaw here talking sports. Good morning. Well, good morning, and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. Emily's 4-0 Aztec Hoopsters cracked into the Associated Press Top 25 yesterday at number 24. Jack Bauer, the Aztecs will visit 23rd-ranked Arizona State on Thursday night. Because of COVID delays, we not only had an NFL Monday doubleheader, we'll have another game tonight on a Tuesday. The first game yesterday was the Washington football team knocking off the previously undefeated <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers 23-17, dropping Pittsburgh to 11-1 and tied with Kandrew Shetty for the NFL's best record, uh, while Washington improves to 5-7, and seven, suddenly tied with the Giants atop the NFC East and Least division. In the later game, Boyer's Buffalo Bills improved to 9-3 with a 34-24 win over all the San Francisco 49ers, who dropped to 5-7. Today, we have 3-8 Dallas at 6-5 Baltimore on Fox and or the NFL Network, 5 o'clock. Time now for an Olympic update, which entails an update on something pertaining to the Olympic Games. Breakdancing, or breaking, as it will apparently be called, is going to be an Olympic sport starting at the 2024 Summer Games in Paris. It will join climbing, skateboarding, and surfing as new Olympic events. And as any surfer will tell you, Paris has excellent waves. <laughs> I'll never forget what Adolf Hitler said after he hung 10 through the Champs-Élysées in 1940. Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Drop down. See Kyle, yes. This has been another exclusive Olympic update where we provide updates on things pertaining to the Olympic Games. Meanwhile, in the national bath. I'm in my 
my 20s. I shouldn't be making any permanent decisions, okay? Being in your 20s is like having a virus. You can't do anything. You just have to wait until you're better. <laughs> and the whole time you're waiting, everybody's like, these are the best years of your life. These are the best years of your whole life. And I'm like, I just used a fast food napkin as toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> this gets worse. Everything feels like that in your 20s. Temporary, pointless, dating in your 20s is like watching Titanic, where you're just like, this isn't gonna work out, but let's just enjoy this first part where we're hooking up in cars and pretending he's not poor. <laughs> Put a jacket on anybody. Uh, I hung out with some girls my own age uh, last week, one of whom told me she's writing a memoir at 23. And I'm like, maybe start with a pamphlet. I don't know. Yeah, if you're writing a memoir in your 20s, you had better have been murdered. Like, <laughs> unless you are murdered or you're that chick who got her arm bitten off by the shark and kept surfing, no memoir. You have to earn your autobiography. <laughs> Skip Bottle Association. Golden State Warriors superstar Steph Curry says he wants to retire as a warrior. However, if he retires as a warrior, he would no longer be... A warrior. Oh, well, come on. If you want a nitpick. Yeah. The NBA preseason uh, tips off uh, Friday night, including uh, the Lakers versus the Clippers. Curry's Warriors uh, open against Denver on Saturday night. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. In other sports, Dave. Got an email from John. He goes, Dave, heads up. There's a new season of Big Mouth on TV. Remember the cartoon Big Mouth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, I know you were watching the show before I was, but I wonder if you're watching this new season. The first show has all of them going to summer camp. And one of the kids doesn't want to go because he can't poop anywhere except home. <laughs> Once again, the kids reminded me of your team. This week, Boyer came to mind. I know you don't like it when people tell you you have to watch it, man. But I just thought uh, you might want to take a look because it might remind you of Boyer not being... How long did you go? Five days. Bloated and unattractive oh, 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 oh. on that fifth day, that poor toilet oh, 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 oh. on day number six. <laughs> That's funny. We can say terrible things to each other because we're so close. Now that I see you all made up, you're like naturally very pretty. Yeah, if you like like Jews. Lola. What? We're all joking. I'm a dump truck. <laughs> okay. Must <laughs> <laughs> see TV, I think. <laughs> I love Lola. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and this is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Oh my! What's up, Steven? What are you up to, buddy? Oh, uh, just uh, heading out to do some handyman work for, for some clients here. And, and I don't mean to be a one upper, or in this case, a two upper. Um, but early in my Coast Guard career, we were uh, we boarded a Chinese migrant smuggling boat off of uh, Cabo San Lucas, and I went ten days without uh, any activity. Ten days without pooping. Yeah, yeah. Chris Boyer went five days at summer camp. Now cool. he imposed that on himself, right, Chris? Yes, I did, sir. Uh, were there times where you felt uh, an, an urgency, but you fought oh. it off? Oh yeah. Oh, hmm. my God. It was uh, mind over matter like you can't believe. So you had to go. Oh, yeah. But you... Why wouldn't you? There were no doors on the toilets, hmm. and they had these little wax paper squares for toilet paper. 
Yeah. He didn't even have a role. Dude. His head may have uh, his head may have uh, obstructed a little bit too. Yeah. Could you have gone like in the middle of the night when no one was going to walk in on you? I was so tired from hiking all day and mm. all the camper fun activities that I couldn't get myself out of bed at two a.m. I, yeah. I could have, but. Yeah. And you went to, and wow. why, what was the reason you went ten days, Stephen? Why was that? You know, uh, we, we like I said, we boarded this boat. We were four hundred miles off the coast of Cabo, and and we could either gone in buckets and dumped it overboard. But I just, I guess it was the situation of trying to trying to keep two hundred and fifty four Chinese nationals from from overthrowing us. Uh, kind of, I don't know. It took me ten days, and then I went back to the main cutter, and and uh, you know, I, I had to go see Doc and see if he had any. Uh, uh, pills or anything. I, I very well couldn't call ASI and could go out there and unplug that train. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it was uh, once once the once the river started flowing, it was no problem. I feel like we should make Stephen uh, day four <laughs> Christmas wish winner. Poor guy, in ten days. Or we should make him day ten. Yeah. Thank so, you, Stephen. Hey, I love you guys. Love your show. You guys have a great holiday season. Thanks, Stephen. I love your show. Holidays to you, too. Are we uh, right there at Hanukkah, by the way? Is Hanukkah starting like this Thursday. weekend? Thursday. Right on. Well, here they come. Get ready. It's going to be another Christmas wish coming up here for you shortly. Day four today, someone's $1,000 Christmas wish comes true. Thanks to our friends at Jersey Mike's. It's coming up in just a little bit here. Go to 101kgb.com. Tell us about whose family is in trouble and needs some help this holiday. The House of Rock. 101.5. KGB San Diego. Happy holidays from Dave, Emily, and Chainsaw. When you go to see Santa... And many people find Santa at the mall. Mm-hmm. That's understood, isn't it? Yeah. I want to talk about visiting Santa with your kids here for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. Heads up. When you go to visit Santa at the mall, would Santa be? Would it ever be okay for Santa to say, uh, "No, you're not getting that for Christmas"? <laughs> You know, you go up to say, yeah, I'm going to bike for Christmas. And Santa says, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, How would that go for you? If your child went to Santa and said, I want something that could be found at any toy store. Any toy store. Okay? Okay. The kid is not asking for his own little home dirty nuclear bomb. Okay. Because okay. he has hopes of joining ISIS. Got if you it. went to okay. Toys R Us or Target, you're going to find this toy. Uh-huh. And Santa says, no, not getting it from me. You can ask your drunk father, but not me. <laughs> How would you be on that? Uh, you know what? I would prefer that he didn't. Is it? What are the boundaries of discipline that Santa and or Mrs. Claus can exercise. I mean, I expect them to be encouraging to my little one when he's visiting at the mall. Hey, keep what about on... threatening? Threatening. Mm, I don't like that tone. Well, <laughs> I think you've forgotten that half of Santa's job is extortion. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's totally right. Yes. <laughs> Santa is constantly saying, now, if you 
if you F this up, little Tommy, <laughs> it's going to be a pretty dark Christmas. Santa has two jobs. One is to deliver toys to children. And the other one is to not deliver toys to children. <laughs> You're on the wrong list, Sonny. <laughs> it's got two jobs. That's it. Mm-hmm. So this little kid went to the mall. You know they're filming this. Mm, of course. And Santa mm-hmm. said, nope. And you're going to hear the siren start. The little kid's going to go. The whole thing. Uh, He's all dressed up. His hair is combed. He's wearing his best outfit. Santa. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? You ready to hear it? Yes. Here we go. This happened, I don't know, some mall here in America the other day. And of course, I mean, it basically went to world news tonight. All right. Good. Because this the world we live this in today. This is important. Mm-hmm. Listen to this exchange. It's very quiet. See if you can make it out. You don't know. What? No, I, no, no guns. Nerf gun. No, not even a Nerf gun. Kid wants a Nerf gun. Hmm. And Santa said, nah, nope, no guns. Oh, my God. No, not even a Nerf gun. Oh, my God. Santa is woke. Mm-hmm. The kid wants a Nerf gun, and Santa said, no, nope, no guns. How, how, how? No, no, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> not even a Nerf gun. Nope, no, no guns. Nerf gun. Nope, not even a Nerf gun. You dick. <laughs> nope. If, if your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. But what else would you like? Lots of other toys. There's Legos, bicycles, there's cars and trucks, electric cars and trucks. Like to the prostitute. What do you think? You ready? <laughs> what do you think? Kid is working. Okay. Here it comes. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Sorry. He did the he did the thing he did the little kid did the thing where he made little fists and put them in his Aww. eye sockets. Oh he actually God. did it. I didn't know anybody actually <laughs> cried like that. He put two little children's fists in his eyes and wrung them out. Oh, little buddy. So Santa said no. Oh, you want to hear man. what the moms are saying? Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> the mom army. Uh huh. Let him loose. That is not okay. Mm-mm. Another one says, that breaks my heart. I could cry watching this. Mom Kristen says, um, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Nothing good ever came after that. <laughs> Why is he even allowed to say that? What is wrong with the world we live in? It's a Nerf gun, the poor guy. Don't worry, son. The, the real Santa knows. Lisa says, oh, my God. Sable, that's the name of the mom. I would have effed Santa up. <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> yeah. Robin says, I am shook over this. I can only imagine what you were feeling. I have a feeling Michael will be getting plenty of Nerf guns. Nicole said, wow, I don't even know what to say. You literally should get him 20 Nerf guns from Santa on Christmas Day. And a Santa target. 
Nikki says, Santa shouldn't have a political agenda, and that's exactly what this sounds like. I hope the elves crap in Santa's shoes every day for the rest of his life. Yeah! <laughs> Jim says, oh my God, what a dick. <laughs> you should tell him that that's just an elf, and that elf should be fired from the North Pole. Ooh. Then Nick says, how about Mike and I and the rest of us go see this Santa? Yes! And we talk to him. How about we pay him a little visit and we talk to him about a Nerf gun, huh? Huh? <laughs> this has got to be a Jersey mall. <laughs> what the F? Says Brianna. My blood is boiling. I would have attacked him right there in front of everybody. Wow. If 2020 was a Santa, that's him. What a prick! <laughs> it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So, there you go. Huh. That, that, that woke Santa said, nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> that's exactly what he sounded like. I'm not doing it. I don't even know if that was a real Santa. The real Santa... I think we all know the real Santa does not sound like a Bromwich. No. Uh, uh, ho, 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 cried. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, power. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Santa. I mean, he sounds like Rod and Lance. <laughs> yes. Stinking dude. Ho, ho, ho. I'm just counting my girlfriends. Ho, ho. Yeah, he's not stinking dinky. So, what's the, you know, what are the rules for Santa? I, a, I, I still feel like Santa and Mrs. Claus, frankly, if you happen to be in the situation where you get both of the married couple, they have some discipline that must be exercised. Now, I don't know that it's up to him to decide what present you're getting, but he certainly has the right to say, uh, you better watch your stepfella. Or I'm canceling Christmas on your ass right here, right now. <laughs> and Santa does have the authority to do that. We were all taught that. Yeah. Yes. Naughty and nice. Coal in the stocking. Uh, no, David. That's bad for your children's self-esteem. We don't do naughty and nice anymore. Jesus Christ. Well, that's the end of your children right then and there. <laughs> They're going to run roughshod over you. Now, you had an encounter with Mrs. Claus, right, Princess? Yeah, last year. What happened? Mrs. Claus called out little Summer Girl. Uh, we were in line to see Santa, and it was our turn to go up. And all of a sudden, Summer got absolutely terrified. So this she's pretty typical of little kids. They get yes. scared. Those are my favorite pictures, though, the ones where they're crying. Right, they're but horrified. It's, it's frightening for these right. children. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I was, you know, she climbed she climbed up to me, and so I had to pick her up and hold on to her. And I was, like, I was walking her up. I was like, well, you're taking, you're going to with Santa. You're tell, going in his lap. Tell me how are, you said it. <laughs> We're doing this. Come on, you're going. Tell as, me how you said it. I, you know, people were watching, so I stayed calm. Tell David. me. Tell me how you said it. <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you didn't say. Come on, Lisa. No, we're go. gonna go. You're gonna. I've go heard on. the outtakes from summer school. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Stop asking questions. Just say the freaking word. Right. But Santa and Mrs. Claus were watching me. Yeah. So, anyways, as I'm walking here to basically force her onto Santa's lap, she starts smacking me in the face and clawing at my face. Smacking Very violently. Mm. Very rough, where I just had to 
stop right there and I didn't put her on Santa's lap. But anyways, as that was happening, Mrs. Claus was like, oh my goodness, that is how little girls end up on the naughty list. Wallace, I think Mrs. Claus is in her rightful domain. I think that's her authority. And I think she had your back. She was trying to help. Yeah, trying to get Summer to shape up or ship out. Right. I bet you didn't like that at all. (laughs) You know what? You are not going to tell my little bitch how to stop being a little bitch. (laughs) Is that what you said? I did not. I didn't. And so the only thing is, is I'm listening. So that's, I thought my reaction when you're setting up the story of Santa on the video saying no. I mean, I feel like I would have jumped in, you know, to do something. But you know what? No one, no one did the one thing they should have done. You know what I would have done? If that Santa told my kid, no, he can get a Nerf gun. Look at you jumping around. Take him. Because this pissed me off. This got, this is bull crap. You take the kid, you walk into the nearest toy store, and you load up on Nerf guns, and you walk back, and you unload it on Santa right then, right there. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. You like my Nerf gun I, now, I she? I like that girl. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, uh. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How do you like that? Never would have thought of it, but I would love to see it go down. <laughs> it's the Santa Assassin. <laughs> you would shoot Santa. <laughs> In front of all the other little kids. Shane would have a Christmas song. And <laughs> as we all know, everybody loves Christmas. Um, well, except for people who don't believe that Jesus was the son of God. <laughs> Jews, I'm looking in your direction. <laughs> Buddhists, enlightenment. <laughs> anyway, for those of us who appreciate Christmas, um, this is a song about something that happened to me one eventful Christmas Eve. was late at night on Christmas Eve I was dreaming of the soft white snow I was awoken by a noise near the Christmas tree What it was I did not know It was Santa Claus, he was bringing me some gifts Unfortunately I did not know that So I quietly snuck up behind him And I shot him five times in the back Bow, 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 bow. He said, What the fuck? Then I shot him three more times in the head. Pieces of his brain flew out and he was dead. That's when I noticed his blood soaked beard and his red suit filled with bullet holes. Uh oh, I said, Oh my god, I killed Santa Claus. I'm not going to jail for this asshole. To my shed and I got my saw and I started to choppity chop chop. Oh no! I started with his arms, then his legs, then his head, and then the torso was a really long job. And the blood went spurt, spurt, spurt. It 
was really hard work, work, work. It was hard cutting through his spine. Oh, I must have vomited oh. 16 times. I burnt all the pieces in my fireplace. The smell of burning human flesh filled my nose. Eleven hours later, there was nothing left. And that's when I heard my telephone. It was Auntie Jean looking for Uncle Bob. She said he'd left the house dressed as Santa Claus. But he didn't come home last night. Have you seen him? God, I hope he's all right. Merry Christmas from the KGB, where there are late-breaking developments on the mall Santa who refused to give weapons to little Michael. This was at a Chicago mall, by the way, I found out now. Okay. He wanted a Nerf gun. And Santa said, eh, no. No guns. No toy guns. No Nerf guns, even. And he did. He sounded like Santa Bromo. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be the first time that Santa crapped on a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Santa had some steam. <laughs> some steam brain damage. Uh-huh. Did you get a candy cane from Santa? No, he crapped on me. Uh, there is an update. Oh. There are some big developments on what happened with the Santa who refused little Michael's request for a nerve gun. I'll have those coming up for you. Chainsaw brings you sports right now with a KJ Bigamonic. Well, good morning and thank you, David, and hello again, everybody in the sports world. Because of COVID delays, we not only had an NFL Monday doubleheader, we'll have another game tonight. The first game yesterday was the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the unnamed Washington football team, which behind former Helix High School quarterback Alex Smith knocked off the Steelers 23-17, dropping Pittsburgh to 11-1 and tied with Kansas City for the NFL's best record, while Washington improves to 5-7, suddenly tied with the Giants atop the NFC East and Least division. In the later game, Boyer's Buffalo Bills improved to 9-3 with a 34-24 win over the San Francisco 49ers, who dropped to 5-7. Today we have three and eight Dallas at six and five Baltimore five o'clock on Fox. Yeah, all the listing states tonight's game will be on Fox and or the NFL Network. Maybe at least one of those will show the game for us today. You may have noticed yesterday the Steelers game was not on our local Fox affiliate because that game was supposed to be on DirecTV's Sunday Ticket. And even though the game got moved to Monday, a deal was a deal, blah, blah, blah. But why 40% of Fox affiliates across America got to see it? But not most markets like us Uh who didn't. That's a mystery not worth researching, believe me. I started reading deeper about it, and suddenly I began longing for a root canal or a life insurance seminar. But then there's our old buddy Channel 8 which is now unavailable on DirecTV and Uverse, so Sunday's Chargers game wasn't on for those subscribers. Channel 8 wants more money, and unless they get it, Channel 8 is advising us to switch providers. And what tremendous leverage Channel 8 has withholding the weekly dumpster fire the Chargers have become. Ooh! 
Maybe Chris Boyer needs to storm the building and hang another nut on live television and <laughs> shake some sense into those people. It sure worked last time. For those of you who didn't know or don't recall, years ago, a thong-wearing Chris Boyer didn't tuck the boys quite well enough for him to hoist one boot on a table, air hump, until Lefty dangled out right there on live, good morning, San Diego, or whatever the heck they called that marvelous program. Sadly, instead of demonstrating the error of their ways, Boyer got suspended for a week. But give Boyer credit. As a chest-thumping advocate of people taking personal responsibility in America, Boyer remained steadfast in insisting it wasn't his fault, even though he and he alone was the perpetrator. The Ravens are favored by eight and a half. And how about Emily's 4-0 Aztec hoopsters cracking into the Associated Press Top 25 yesterday? Ah. Number 24, Jack Bauer. The Aztecs will visit 23rd-ranked Arizona State Thursday night. Meanwhile, in the national that People love their dogs. I actually got a Christmas card. My wife and I got a Christmas card from a friend of ours, him and his wife, for Christmas. It's just a photo of their dog. <laughs> just laying in the grass in the summertime. Not even Christmas theme. It annoyed me so much, I had to make a card. It's something I would never do, but I had to make a Christmas card with my own dog. I didn't get the proper weather. I'm gonna try again when the weather changes, but don't steal this, this is great, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get a photo of my dog taking a dump in the middle of a snowstorm with a Christmas hat on its head. Ah. Right? <laughs> and the card is gonna say, Merry Christmas, and when you open it up, it's gonna say, I hope you get a lot of good <laughs> and I had it set. I had it all set. Like, I wouldn't let the dog out of the apartment for like six hours. Really, I kept giving it biscuits. It's crying right by the door. I'm looking at my wife. We're going to bang this out in 10 minutes, no problem. But the dog wouldn't put the hat on. Like, every time I would do that tap, like it's ready to I'd put the hat on. It would shake the hat. I'm like, put the hat. Put the hat. Please. My wife pulls away with the camera. She's like, we're being too cruel. We're being too cruel. Like, what are you talking about? This is what animals are here for. For your own entertainment. She, sometimes I'll put a tight t-shirt on my dog and then I'll just crack a beer and watch it try to get the t-shirt off for a half hour. <laughs> entertainment for the owner, exercise for the dog. It's a win-win. Skitball Association. The bearded one, James Harden has turned down $103 million for two years to stay with Houston, hoping to force a trade to Brooklyn, where he can play with his buddies Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and possibly sign a five-year, $195 million deal, less per year, but more overall. So right now, James Harden is holding out of the Rockets training camp, which is probably safer for the other players. Since James Harden was seen recently in Vegas, nightclubs, and rapper Lil Baby's birthday party in Atlanta with a lot of people not wearing a mask or social distancing. Despite facing possible fines from the league, Harden is defiant about breaking COVID protocols. I'm very proud of myself. There he was. The NBA preseason tips on Friday night, including the Lakers versus the Clippers. In other sports, though. Chainsaw, you were reminiscing about Chris Boyer hanging nut yes. on TV and getting in trouble for it subsequently. Yeah.
Yeah. It's too bad. He could have claimed ignorance. I didn't know my left nut was hanging out. Except for the part where when the nut came out, the camera in the newsroom instantly tilted violently up <laughs> to get him out of the shot. But Boyer then began jumping to get his exposed nut into the shot. Thus eradicating the ignorance plea. Right. Guilty. Ah, Guilty. Not my fault. I didn't know. Uh, Sir, we could see you jumping up into the frame. (laughs) Desperately trying to get Ah. camera time for Lefty. Ah. And what's Righty supposed to feel about this? But totally ignored. It was 8.44 and 5 seconds, and this is yours. 101.5. KGBFM Sports Network. Oh, my! All right. We're nothing if not fair. So I'm going to give you the update on the mall Santa coming up next here that refused the child a toy. Chris Boyer is against this mall Santa. Therefore, we must provide... A counterpoint. And Bromo... Yeah, ho, ho, ho. ...will join us to tell us about the goodness of Woke Santa. Yes! Coming up next here on KGB. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. I don't know, but I've been told. Chris Boyer is gay. Hey. (laughs) Thank you, Siri. Merry Christmas to you, too. So you heard the story. This kid, little boy Michael, went to the mall in Chicago. And he uh, Santa says, what do you want for Christmas? And the kid says, I want a Nerf gun. And Santa said, no. No. No guns, not even Nerf guns. No, I'm woke Santa. Ho, ho. Crud. <laughs> the moms lost their minds 100%. There wasn't a single mom who was like, you know, maybe we shouldn't hit none. Well, the update on this is uh, the mother of this little boy said, it was supposed to be magical, but instead I had to watch my sweet little boy fight back tears. He lost that fight. (laughs) He cried like a little girl. She says, uh, I just want to console my baby and get him out of there. Flipping out on Santa would have only made it worse. Well, guess what? Woke Santa is out. (laughs) Have a job. And the mall sent Santa directly to Michael's house. Yeah, there's video of Santa knocking on the door. Which, uh, that ain't how it works. If I'm little Michael, I'm like, hey, do the trick. (laughs) What are you knocking on the door for? Any bozo can come in the door house that way. Right, too. So I would be suspicious if I was little Michael. Uh, Never saw a Santa knock on a door before, (laughs) fella. Anyhow, Santa's got himself a big package with him. And he says, why don't you open this up? And the kid opens it up, and guess what's inside? It's an AK-47. Oh, my God. Yes, the little kid, child has his own actual machine gun that shoots real blood. Now, Santa from the mall, a different Santa, apparently, and explain that one to little Michael. I don't know. Uh-oh. Brought the Nerf gun. 
And then he introduced Santa's legal team of little elves from the North Pole with some waivers and forgiveness papers for the child to sign. <laughs> Get them all off the hook. Right. Don't sue us for trauma. Yeah. And they asked, uh, well, what happened to the mall Santa that told us no? So, oh, you won't be seeing him anymore. <laughs> He's sitting in a car somewhere next to the cannoli out by Great America. <laughs> Just south of the Wisconsin border. Chris Boyer, what are your thoughts on how that came down? Well, that Santa is a pussy. Especially when the kid asks, can I have a Nerf gun? And the mom says, it's a Nerf gun. She gives thumbs up. Santa, say yes. Do your goddamn job. Check in. Be a human being. Be a man. We have a Second Amendment. This is the greatest country in the nation with the greatest constitution in the nation. Live by it or get the hell out, you red commie bastard. We have the greatest constitution in America. Says Chris correct. Boyer. Thank you. All Bold right. Bromo, you're here to uh, provide your own opinion on this. The Santa at the mall did not want the child to have a gun. Right. What do you think of that? Well, first of all, Boyer's, yes. Boyer's hippie-like, doesn't give a damn, no underwear wearing, come sit on Santa's pole, ho, 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 cavalier clown, idiot view is once again absurd, stupid, dumb, underline the dumb. Santa has a code. Santa has to live by his code. They Santa go to has these, a code? Okay. Yeah. What is that code? Santa's code is, is you know, to keep the honest ways to keep the society, you know, uh, clean. You know, out there in North Pole, Santa has all his elves go through his class and all that stuff. His class? Yeah. What his class? Santa's code of ethics class. You know what I'm talking about. Is that right? About. Right. I had to take that test for iHeart this week. Uh-huh. Santa taking the same test? Is Santa like a DJ for the morning zoo for iHeart North Pole? With idiotic uh, boyers sitting back, uh, picking his toenails, pretending like no big deal, you know, go ahead and do this, do that. Santa has to have his rigid, of course, boyers not used to anything being rigid. (laughs) Um, Santa has to have, that's right, that's right. Santa has to have his views. Santa has to be, be up, you know, up with the, with the code, Santa's code. Look it up. When you were defending Santa's code, did you slide in an erectile dysfunction joke on Chris Board? <laughs> I did. Uh, all right. Very good. Very good. So it's okay, in your opinion, it's okay for Santa to deny a child's Christmas wish. Yes, especially if it's not, uh, you know, not, not right. It's not. We shouldn't value, we shouldn't, we shouldn't put uh, guns... In a, in a young kid's mind, you know, mm-hmm. what does that uh, go in the future, you know? Of course, Boyer doesn't care. Boyer just sits back with his sticks and plays plays with them and plays with, you know, who else knows what he does. It's Boyer for you. It's the <laughs> worst, worst example of a of a uh, Santa Claus I'd, I ever know. Just because ever. you had a traumatic experience with Santa, you wouldn't bring in your Barbie dolls and your push-up bra and high-heeled shoes you asked for doesn't mean that every kid should have a miserable Santa experience like you did. Perhaps if you had asked for a gun, you would have gotten one. An appropriate truck or maybe a cool race car. But no. But no, as you go lurking back to your boyer den of filth, back home to your little mookie little... Yeah. Goodness, my goodness, 
Wow. You're, you're, you hold him in such low regard. Wow. Your, your beads are flying and your beads. crummy music playing in the background as you sit around in your murk and filth place. What? Wow. Yeah, what? you hear me. Oh. Boyer's got no uh, no right to compliment. Boyer doesn't know this. On. He doesn't know the Santa code, does he? No. He Tell doesn't. me that Santa code again. Let me hear it. Yeah. It's, well, it, yeah. <laughs> That's not it. Not Santa it at all. Code. <laughs> right. I never heard look of Santa Code. All right, I'm looking it up. Emily, look up Santa Code. Sure. Uh-huh. Santa Code. No hits. Mm. There's no hits mm. on Santa Code. Mm. You're not thinking of Santa Claus, are you? No. Mm. No, it's Santa's Code. What is the number one rule in the Santa Code? Is uh, to raise a child in the right way. Right. Stupid bird. <laughs> Isn't Santa's number one job to bring presents? Uh, yeah, that's up there as well. Uh, yeah, it is. I would say so. Right High up there. Uh-huh. S- Santa knows to avoid Boyer's den of mirth and, and his den of what? His den of what? Murphs? His mirth and his mirth. Mur- Do you know what mirth is? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> mirth is happy joy. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Did I wake you up? No, I have to go down to see my boss in a second. He just stuck his head on It's not like you're being kind of low-key here. I know. All right. Thank you, crud. Yeah, wish, me, wish me luck. Good luck. Gosh Dear Dave, there is something hot about Sarah going John Wick on Santa, like a contract killer on Santa Claus. Love your show. That's (laughs) Kelly in Las Vegas. Dear Dave, Asner alert. Hot coffee out the nose and the mouth when you were talking about Santa telling Mrs. Claus, you're not going to tell my little bitch not to be a little bitch. (laughs) Love your show, Dave. The Asners are always worth it. Dear Dave, after hearing Sarah's story... We need to have Bobby Eagleman make a movie poster out of Sarah and Summer in The Assassination of St. Nick. <laughs> Technically, I think the uh, the ire was directed at Mrs. Claus. It was. Santa yeah. had nothing to do with that one, so let's not go picking off the old boy. When it was just a bunch of chicks typically not getting along. (laughs) Three women in one room. They aren't getting along. Imagine that. (laughs) All right. What is coming up in the Crackpot News next year? Oh, uh, we are going to talk about how much would it have taken to repair the um, National Lampoon house when it gets destroyed over Christmas? Someone's done the math on all the remodel repairs. So get your guesses ready. And don't forget, if you haven't checked it out already, 101kgb.com to see the Wookiee on a cookie. Forget Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> and we got day four. The 12 days of Christmas. Someone's Jersey Mike's $1,000 Christmas wish is going to come true. The DSC Christmas Wish. Presented by Jersey Mike's. Making someone's $1,000 Christmas wish come true. Wish number four. Hey, Tony. Hi. How are you, dear? 
Tony, can I hear you? No, I can't hear you. Why am I asking you? <laughs> not a great there, I, did, I turned what? off my fan in the radio. So you, you did what? I turned off my fan in the radio. Oh, okay. Right. How you doing, Tony? <laughs> I'm doing okay, thank you. How are you? Better now that I got you on the show with me here. On the show? Yes, on my radio show. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to call your friend Abby here. Oh, my goodness. Is that okay? Yeah. You wrote to me about her. Yeah, I did. You want some help for your friend? Yes, please. Well, let's do it. Will you help me tell her? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me get her on the phone. Abby? Yes? Hi, Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi, how are you? That's your friend Tony on the phone here. My name's Dave, and we are on the radio over at KGB. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for you to tell me how much you desperately love KGB and listen every morning. We love you guys. Oh. You guys rock. Oh, sweetheart. I love when I get those unsolicited compliments like that. Warms my heart. Abby, I want to wish you a happy holiday here today. Well, happy holidays to you guys. Thank you, dear. Um, how do you know Tony? I'm her neighbor and friend. Is she a good neighbor, or do you have? She's like, amazing. Are you sure? It's okay yes. if listen. Just hit the touch tone button twice if she's a big problem, and I'll send over the authorities immediately. We'll have. <laughs> she would have way too much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know that she wrote to me about you? No, huh? I had no clue. It's a surprise. See, that's how amazing she is. She is amazing. Can I read you the letter that she wrote? Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm a little blown away by this letter. She it's says, make uh, cry, isn't it? Hmm? Well, I don't know. You tell me. She says, uh, Dear Dave, I want you to know about my friend Abby. This year in January, her sister passed away, and she got guardianship of two girls. Madison and Savannah. Now, Abby already has four kids of her own. A 16, a 14, a 13, and an 8-year-old. Then comes along these two girls, 13 and 8 years old. That's six kids. And then Abby's husband passed away in October. And she is raising all six kids on her own. It's quite a story, Abby. Yeah. You got six kids, and you're suddenly all by yourself. Yep. Yikes. What are the Christmas plants? Is every, I imagine everybody wants something for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And that isn't cheap, is it? No. No. I have good news for you. You want some good news today? Yeah. Do you know what the Christmas wish is? No. Oh. Do you know what Jersey Mike's is? I know what Jersey Mike's is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry this morning, Abby. It's okay, Tony, I love you. Jersey Mike's is going to make your Christmas with these six kids come true by giving you $1,000 today so that Madison, Savannah, Raylin, Sari, Ryder, and Braden can all have a very Merry Christmas with you. Oh, that's amazing. I imagine they're all asking for something for Christmas, aren't they? Yes, yes yeah. they are. 
And, uh, you know, what a difficult Christmas it is for all six of these kids who've lost a parent. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, do you think $1,000 will help save Christmas for you guys? It would be amazing. Well, Sarah has someone on the line. Who's on the phone there? Our friends at Brian Cox Mechanical heard Abby's story, and uh, they want to help out as well. They have they have another $1,500 to throw in as well. Wow, thank you guys. So, Abby, now it's going to be $2,500 for these kids. And for you to have a Merry Christmas this year. I hope that can happen. It'll, it'll help a lot. It's going to be amazing. Thank you guys so much. And how are you doing, Abby? Oh, I'm hanging in there doing the best I can. <laughs> you certainly are. They put an awful lot on your plate. Is there something you want for Christmas this year? Just for the kids to be happy. Christmas is about the kids. Well, that's a sweet attitude. Well, I hope this will help it all happen for them, okay? It'll be amazing. I appreciate everything. Thank you guys all so much. Well, Merry Christmas from Jersey Mike's and all your friends here. And Tony, thanks for writing to us and letting us know what's going on with your neighbor and your friend there. She's a good woman. Thank you, Tony. Merry Christmas, girls. All right, come on, girls. Pull it together. (laughs) Don't fall apart on me right now. Again? just got cleaned up and then you called me on. <laughs> How about that? It'll be a Merry Christmas for Tony. And her six kids. Ooh. Newly single parent, Tony, with six teenagers and younger. Let me look at this age again. Sixteen, thirteen, fourteen, thirteen, eight, and eight. Oh, yeah. two thirteen-year-olds by herself, and two eight-year-olds, and yeah. two eight-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Jersey Mike's. And when I say thank you, I mean thank you, not like thanks. <laughs> I mean thank you, yes. Jersey Mike's. That makes me want to go to Jersey Mike's today. To make you want to go to Jersey, Mike's? I, th- I hope it does. Mm-hmm. I hope you know how good these people are. I can't think of uh, a month that goes by where Jersey Mike's isn't doing something to help their community. And this is what they're doing this Christmas. They're doing the, the 12 days of Christmas. And thank you to Brian Cox Mechanical for jumping in on this one. And I saw the phone ringing a lot. That usually means lots more donations are coming in yeah. for Tony and her kids. People usually have, uh, they start thinking, I want to get them a Christmas tree. Yeah. I want to get them dinner, mm-hmm. things like that. That's cool. And that's very welcome here. So thank yeah. you for that. It would go a long way for Abby. Uh, what was I saying? Tony? Tony yeah. is the neighbor. Abby yeah. is the girl. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony wrote to us, and I hope you will too. To tell us, uh, you know, why your Christmas is in jeopardy, or your friend, or your family, your neighbor. Like Tony wrote to us about her neighbor, Abby. Mm-hmm. So just go to 101kgb.com. Because we got to know. 
Because how can we help if we don't know? KGB.com. Tomorrow will be day five. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Stand by for Emily's Happy Crackpot News coming your way on the KGB. Hey, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and all that good stuff. Another great $1,000 Christmas wish from Jersey Mike's and the KGB. Did we start it too early? I'm, I'm sideways with this thing. We ended it right. Today was day four. Yeah. Today's Tuesday. Uh huh. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah. Day five. Yeah. Day six. Uh-huh. Thursday. Thursday. Seven. Uh-huh. Friday. Yep. Eight, nine, ten. 11. No, it's perfect. Don't worry. Everything's good. <laughs> Emily. I thought you were a mathlete. <laughs> I wasn't questioning anything. I had a nice hike yesterday. Where'd you go? Um, Up the trail. Okay, cool. The hills. All stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. And, um... I think I'm a little unusual in that uh, I don't listen to... Most people, I think, listen to music. If they listen to anything. Some people don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you're out doing stuff, you have your, your music on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the way you said that. Yeah, of course. Everyone does. I listen to old radio shows. That's right. Yeah. I love it so much. I can't even come up with the right words to describe it great you found your motivation oh i just i love it i love it and uh i listen to so many there are so many great radio theater shows Mm -hmm. from the decades long ago and uh, you ever heard of gunsmoke no it's an old western and it was a very, very popular TV show. But before that, it was a radio show. Okay. It was a radio show for like 10 years. Cool. Before TV came along. And uh, that's one of the shows that I listen to. It's about a half hour long. And uh, it's these guys that are in Dodge City. Mm-hmm. And it's the 1880s, the 1890s. And you know how I love Westerns and stuff yes. like that. And I'm listening to this thing yesterday as I'm hiking up the hill. And it's bugging me because Marshall Dillon, he's the star and he's very cool. He's Marshall Dillon, and he shoots bad guys, and he's very fair, and he's friends with Indians, even though most people hey, hate Indians. Ooh, okay. But, he, you know, Marshall Dillon, he was very tolerant way back in the 19th century. And then he's got his dumb little idiot little limp-along friend, Chester. Well, Mr. Dillon, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, in this episode yesterday, they had found... A young Indian girl who dies. She she was very ill, and they found her, and she dies. And uh, they thought it was important that they go to the Indian tribes surrounding Dodge City to bring back the body of this girl, so that no wars would start up. Okay. And they kept talking about how they have to bring, they have to go see Grady Goo, 
I'm like, what? And I'm hiking up the hill going, why do they keep calling this great Indian Grady Goo? Hmm. We have to go see Grady Goo. What? I, I know. It's stupid. But that's all I... Listen to this. They keep talking about Grady Goo. Well, Matt? Yeah. Chester, we got a job on our hands. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon? There's something wrong about this, and I'm going to find out what. What do you mean? He was wearing a gold wedding ring. Yes, but Mr. Dillon, Indians don't use wedding rings. I know. Then you mean you think she was married to a white man, Matt? Yeah. Here's a necklace, Matt. Thanks, Doc. Have any of you heard of anybody around town marrying an Indian girl in the last year or so? No, no, Matt. No? Well, there ain't but one squaw man in the whole town that I know of, Jack Benson. And he married his squaw some eight or ten years ago. Well, then we're going to have to start from the other end. We've got to identify her. We'll have to find out what tribe she's from. And she looks like an Arapaho, Matt, from her clothing. Well, I thought that too, Doc, but which camp? There are three Arapaho camps within 40 miles of here. Say, Mr. Dillon, maybe Great Eagle could help you. Great Eagle could help. Yeah. I'm like, I want the whole episode. I'm going, who, what is this Great Eagle? Mm-hmm. They keep talking about Great Eagle. Yeah. It was bugging me. I couldn't even concentrate on my hike. He's camped down by Sandy Fork now, isn't he? He knows you. He's about the friendliest Indian around here these days. So, Matt, don't you think this might cause trouble if you let them know that a white man is mixed up in this? What? Uh, wouldn't it be better to just bury her? Do you think that's the right thing, Doc? Oh, no, 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 I guess not. But I was talking to Colonel Jackson out at the fort the other day, and he said he was expecting us to have some real Indian trouble any day now. And this might start something. I know there's that possibility, Doc, but I also know that there was something behind this girl's death, and I think it's my duty to find out what. I'm sure I can talk to Great Eagle and get what information I need without... Oh. Great Eagle. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's bugging me. I didn't pick that up until 27 minutes into this thing. Oh, they're saying Great Eagle. I thought they were saying Grady Goo. That's no good Indian chief name. No. And Chester, spit out the words. <laughs> Grady Goo. Did you, hear Gra- you? Yeah. Did you hear Grady Goo? Well, it's like summer school. Once someone says it, that's all you hear. That's all I, was, I could hear. I was trying so hard. Grady Goo. Turns out they were saying Great Eagle, which oh. is a much better Indian chief name. <laughs> Stupid! Thank you. You're so stupid! What is leading off our half-baked crackpot news today here? I'm sure Chris Boyer is rushing to download the new app that our governor unveiled to alert Californians when they've been exposed to someone who has tested positive for COVID. Uh, Gavin says the app uses Bluetooth technology and is completely private and secure, number one. Even if we don't have uh, tens of millions of people participating in this program, uh, the more people that participate in it, the more that opt in, the more effective this program can be. Now, certainly, the governor is aware that there are millions of people who don't trust the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's considered... How many people are skeptical about downloading your Governor Newsom software onto our phone? I don't think so. I doubt it strongly, Gav. But he swears you won't be tracked. Guess what? I can be sure of it. 
by not downloading it on my phone. Does he really think we're going to do this? The other part of it is, so if you and I, if our phones, say we both opt in, right? Yeah. If our phones are in each other's presence for more than 15 minutes, then it makes note of that in the program because of our amount of time exposed to each other. Our proximity. Yeah. So then I test positive. If I say, okay, let anyone who I was around for more than 15 minutes in the last 14 days, let them know that someone tested positive. It'll send you an alert with a link to follow what your next steps will be. Is that not just opening the door for scammers to start sending out phony links? What do you think? You were exposed to someone and then now they're in scamming people. Listen, I got to tell you something. Here's here's the straight this is straight truth for me. I'm not worried about this vaccine. I'm looking forward to it coming out. Today's the day we heard that Americans are finally getting the vaccine. I'm for it. If you're not, that's fine. I don't care. You don't have to take it. I'm just saying it doesn't worry me. But this software from our governor and not happening. This is the same governor whose uh, employment department sent unemployment checks to prisoners. It's just on not death happening. Row. There's no way I'm putting the Gavs software on my phone. It's he, not happening. The he, last thing I want is our governor having anything to do with my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Just not happening. No. Right or wrong, that's just the way I feel. Guy sounds like he spent all weekend working the glory hole at Exxon Station I mean, in why, Saugus. Why are you so suspicious, Dave? Because I am. We're all suspicious of something. Check me off on this one. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm that far off. Are you suspicious of putting software on your phone for this thing? Oh, I'm super cynical about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why? You put other stuff. I know. I know. I don't have any rhyme or reason for it. How's that? Mm-hmm. I don't. But I'm just not into it. And, it's all, and, and, and again, and again, I want to I make very clear. Fine if you are. Great. Good. Do it. And we'll give you the how. We'll tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, and it's your choice. Yeah. Just like the vaccine, it's up to you if you want to take it. You don't want to take it, fine. I don't care what your reason is for it or against it. Fine. Everybody gets to make their own choice. But I heard this: the governor suggesting I put software on my phone, and I was like, "Whoop, whoop!" <laughs> uh, no. Boy, would you rather download Governor Newsom's app or TikTok? TikTok. Because I know it's a bad Chinese, awful, terrible thing. You would rather support Chinese merchandise and services. My goodness. You rate the Chinese higher than our governor? I sure do. How dare you, sir? Because at least I know for a fact the Chinese Communist Party are scoundrels. You You don't know for a fact that Governor Newsom is? And I know how they're getting into my device. The Newsome thing is still a mystery to me. He's right. going to find a new way to Remus yeah. somehow. Right. He needs to go. Do you think he just has rocks in his living room? He goes home and he gets under the rocks. <laughs> under his mud. I'm going home to a muddy yard today. <laughs> okay, concrete clod. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm not down. No. I'm not down for the latest software package from Gav. Mm-mm. And it's fine if you are. I, I don't mean to put you down or anyone else. Only the governor am I hoping to put down at this particular moment. I was out at the, uh, I was out at the vans mm-hmm. yesterday, and uh, they're signing people up to recall the governor. The petitions are out. Oh yeah, those have been going for. I hadn't a seen them until yet. I hadn't oh, seen okay. them. I, I had not seen them out in the world until yesterday. Gotcha. Yeah.
They're yeah, collecting I think signatures. I saw them at outside of Walmart after the first shutdown. Well, I hope he's paying attention because we've been successful at getting rid of governors in this state not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know how to do it. So, wise up, fella. Jeez. We're iHeart. We're not done firing people yet. What do you think, Sarah? Do you want uh, the governor's software on your phone? Screw you, Newsom. I'm done with you. You're talking to a woman who shot Santa Claus. I'm in no mood. She's coming to your house next. I am in no mood. That is our Christmas card to you, San Diego. Merry Christmas, and we are in no mood. Why do people say I'm in no mood when they are in quite a mood? (laughs) You are in a mood. Mood. getting the signal to break already all right so the other 99 percent <laughs> the crackpot news KGB. email to the show dear dave this new gruesome app for covid tracing watch out if you use apple products it will automatically be loaded to your phone Supposedly, they say you have to activate it. Android, you have to download it, fortunately. This is insidious, and I agree it's not trustable. Yeah, that's Jim checking in. I don't know how much of that is true. Hmm. I'm just Leary. Yeah. Here's my name. I'm Dennis Leary this morning. (laughs) Boyer was uh, questioning me about my radio shows that I listen to while I'm out hiking in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And... We were marveling about how when these guys would record these shows back in the 40s and the 50s, they had one take. Oh, yeah. Because there was no editing. Mm. They would record these things on an actual record. Mm. And if you screwed up, uh, we're not starting over. Right. Because you can't edit a vinyl record, Mm -hmm. you know? And you rarely hear them mess up. Rarely. I mean, these guys were incredible performers. They got the page after page after page of dialogue and they're nailing it Mm -hmm. but i was listening to a johnny dollar and johnny was an investigator for insurance companies and he was young and he was dashing and he was cool and he was hard-nosed and the chicks loved him he would never settle down but there was this one episode where he was here in la jolla i mean he's a hartford connecticut guy but he was out in la jolla this was his favorite place to come vacation and he had met the girl of his dreams Mm -hmm. and it was early on in this show And he's like, so baby, why don't you and I get together and make some time? And her opening line, she's supposed to say, oh, Johnny, darling, you do it for me. But she comes, as she opens her mouth, you can tell four pounds of phlegm has just landed. And you hear her go, oh, no. And then you hear her go, oh, Johnny, darling, you do it. (laughs) Poor girl. Her opening line. Like she just had a giant glass of heavy cream. <laughs> Big spoonful of mayonnaise. Poor girl. All right. What's in the news? Well, uh, the UK did roll out the first uh, coronavirus vaccines to the public today. And 90-year-old Margaret Keenan made history as the first person in the world to receive it outside of trial conditions. Here's uh, Margaret, number three. I'm Stay Goofers. 
go for it because it's it's free and it's the best thing that's ever happened uh, at the moment so do please go for it that's all i say you know if i can do it well so can you William Shakespeare was the second person to receive the vaccine, according to this story. They're not going to work on him. According <laughs> to this story, he's 81. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> 681. Um, now the vaccine will be given to frontline health workers, care home workers, and those aged over 80. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson said it was a huge step forward in the fight against the pandemic. What year was Shakespeare walking around? Oh, geez. Right? <sighs> See, he wasn't clever enough. To write a rhyme uh-huh. about what year he was walking around. Mm-hmm. How about Columbus? In uh, 1692. No, 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 no. 1492. This is, this is a dreadful <laughs> commentary oh, on the Seattle public school system. Mm. Jesus. 1492, Columbus, Columbus sailed, sailed the, the ocean blue. blue. God. Yeah. Read a book. Should have gone to <laughs> history club. Oh, I and you think Shakespeare could have written a rhyme about his <laughs> life? Would have been helpful. Well, if you weren't so busy being a narc. <laughs> Doing weird things with that piccolo in band camp. <laughs> Easy. Easy. In band camp. Easy. <laughs> Get the piccolo out of your pants, Emily. Damn it. <laughs> How is she playing that? I'll never tell. All right, what else? Uh, there was a bar owner in Staten Island who he was not going to close down as new restrictions came for COVID. At first, he tried to declare that his bar was an uh, autonomous zone, like Seattle tried, and the cops said, no, it's not going to work. They tried to arrest him for violating um, the restrictions, and that's when he decided, I'm getting out of here. So he fleed in his car and hit a deputy on his way. And even while the deputy was clinging to the hood of his car, he kept driving. So Sweet. At least it's an action movie. Big trouble out there. Mm. Meanwhile, closer to home, L.A. Sheriff broke up. Uh, Sheriff Department broke up a party and arrested 158 people that were just they decided to party now. Yeah, good luck with your mask mandate, Joe Biden. <laughs> there were uh, two- There's so many people I remember during the election like, oh, Joe will get this under control. How? These people don't want to do it. Mm-mm. They just want to party. Joe Biden can't change that. That's just human nature. They want to rock. They're <laughs> 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 fighting for the right to party, man. We've got two animal stories for you right All now. Right. I love animal stories. Anna is devastated by the first one, so then she included the second one to balance things out. Hello. I'm sure you want to be part of this first story. Here we go. Giant lizards have invaded the southeastern United States where they are threatening native wildlife. They are the um, Argentine black and white. Do you want to give the name of the lizard? Tigu. Tigu. And so um, it's terrible for our uh, land here. And so we are going to euthanize as many of them as they can. What, what's wrong, Anna? Why? I just don't know why they're just so happy-go-lucky with just killing animals just because they're a little inconvenient. How are you going to have a lizard skin purse if we don't whack? These ones they're not going to make into purses. They're just killing them and then tossing the bodies. Tossing them where? I don't know. They're probably burning them up and having a bonfire. I bet they feed them to raccoons to keep them <sighs> robust and healthy. Yeah, yeah like... Uh, 
oh, raccoons aren't nuisance. We can't we can't kill off all the raccoons, but we're going to kill a bunch of lizards. Okay. Ra- raccoons are cute. They're adorable. They're mischievous with their little masks. They're dirty trash pandas. <laughs> all right. What else do we have? So to balance it out, Anna wanted to know uh, wanted us to know about two otters who lost their longtime lovers earlier this year, and they became <sighs> quite lonely. Aww. But thanks to an otters-only dating site called Fishing for Love, they found each other amid a global what? pandemic. What is this yeah. nonsense? Go ahead, no. Anna. Go ahead. Go ahead. They're living happily otter after. <laughs> Thank you, David. Did she say what I think she said? Yes, she did. She's kicked out of the Christmas show. (laughs) Happily otter after. I've got one more animal story for you. Okay. Did you hear about the vultures in like, uh, I think it's New Hampshire or something like that? Mm -mm. They have these vultures. There's about a hundred or so of them who are swarming this little town. It's out east. I wanted to say it was New Hampshire. And they are vomiting all over the buildings and the vomit smells like rotting corpses which is what vultures eat yeah and apparently it's so bad that it's ruining the houses they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars having to power wash the rotting corpse smelling vomit off the buildings from these vultures who have just decided to show up and have a puke party it's very 2020 yeah, I know. It's messed up. Well, they're very conscious about their weight, you know. <laughs> Hope not. I hate to stick a feather down your throat after a nice big meal. All right, what else do we have? One of the most popular Christmas movies of all time, number four. Well, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. You like that? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, there's a company, Power Home Remodeling, that watched the film and tried to assess how much damage was done to the home throughout the movie to decide how much it would cost to repair the home. I'm trying to figure... Oh, there's the end where all the the SWAT team shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't they, like, crash through the windows and stuff like yeah. that? Because um, Cousin Eddie kidnaps Clark's boss... Mm-hmm. And the SWAT team comes crashing through the windows. Because other than that, I don't remember there being too much. The Christmas tree catches on fire. Uh huh. What else happens? Those were the two ones I... Well, there's the sewer explosion out in the front of the house. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happens to the house? Well, so I... The the movie takes place in Chicago. That's where they live. I'm shocked that this company is saying it would be this cheap to repair. They say it would only cost them 10 grand to replace everything. Well... Back but in, they only broke time? a couple of windows. Do you know how expensive windows are? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the glass part. They're so pricey. How much do you think a broken window costs? A broken window? Okay, maybe a couple grand. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. That yeah. seems know. like way too much. I don't know. Maybe in Chicago, maybe they were you know, using Boyer dollars. Goes to the, Boyer goes to the scratch and dent bin. Yeah. Uh-huh. At Glass Town. Yes, yeah. he does. 
and reglazes all his own windows. You know, we'll just put in one out of a '72 Mazda. Just it'll, it's got a little shade at the top. Yeah, you have to crank it up with a handle, right, to get it to open. <laughs> That'd be yeah. kind of cool, wouldn't it, in your house, in your living room, if your windows open and close with a little like 1968 Impala window crank? It'd be magnificent. Yeah. According to them, they think it'd be ten grand to repair ten grand all fix the, the house. damage. Yeah, I think it would be more than that. Uh, the Christmas tree fire was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on our website, 11kgb.com, you can check out the snake that made it into a Christmas tree in a woman's home. Jeez. See, we weren't kidding when we used to do that bit. Yeah. Yeah. I saw another one posted. Maybe Anna can add it to the snake story. A woman, a koala, just crawled into the house. He did? Oh. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen a seal in a tree yet, no. though. Mm-hmm. That was part of the bit. You yeah, could was... hear the seal and a horse. Yeah, yes. it's very unique. But hey, <laughs> the koala and the snake are paving the way for the seal and the horse. <laughs> they sure are. In 2020, I wouldn't put it past them. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of celebrities were having fun with the Elf on the Shelf concept. We had uh, Tom Hanks on Elizabeth Banks. and uh, Tom Hanks on Elizabeth Banks? Just- a Hank sitting on Banks' shoulder. Good for him. Um, there was grease on a Reese. And so we have our own Wookiee on a cookie. I like it. Far, mon- far more fun of a tradition. Also, day four of today's 12 days of Christmas is posted. What are you doing? <laughs> Get the tissues. Settle down. I didn't think Sarah was going to get through the the phone call. I saw you struggling over there. That was rough. <laughs> and now, Emily. Yes, sir. You only have one more Tuesday. Left to work in 2020. Down to one. You have knocked out 51 Tuesdays. In 2020. No easy feat. Every Tuesday in 2020 was like 100 Tuesdays in a regular year. Well done. Thank you, sir. Same to you. Well, you know. You did a really good job. Way to go. Da, da, da. Yeah, you too. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> Can't win. <laughs> I would rather you said nothing. Oh. Except pick up a weapon and stand on the wall. <laughs> hey, we want to say thank you, San Diego Ford dealers. You know Ford's here to help. If you're in need of a car, reach out to your nearest San Diego County Ford dealer to discuss your options. And thank you, Jersey Mike's. And when I say thank you, I mean thank you, not thanks. Thank you, Jersey Mike's, for bringing back our 12 days of Christmas. Bigger, better, stouter than ever. Today was awesome. It's day four. Where can people go to hear the $1,000 Christmas wish if they've missed it? We have them posted uh, every single day at uh, 101kgb.com on the DSC Shows page. Oh, that's also where you go to nominate yourself or family who you think uh, needs $1,000 to save their Christmas. And we need to know this because how can we help if we don't know? 
So uh, let's get over the pride, the embarrassment, and tell us about it so we can help you out. We want to save your Christmas, too. Jersey Mike's together with us here, Dave, Emily, and Chainsaw through the 18th. Going to make those Christmas wishes come true. Thank you, Jersey Mike's. Lots of email coming in from today's show. Yeah. Dear Dave, I think Bromo protests too much. I honestly believe he's in love with Chris Boyer. The way he talks, sounds like he secretly wants to spend time in Uncle Touchy's naked puzzle basement. (laughs) He does talk about your reproductive organs quite a bit. Yeah, he's just a weird, Mm. obsessed dude, man. You pretty much shot him to pieces on today's (laughs) point-counterpoint. You really did. We'll see how he does next time, but I'll mark a V for victory this time today, David. Yeah, definitely. Dear Dave, I too thought it was kind of hot to hear Sarah going off on Mrs. Claus. I am dreaming of a three-way with fire and ice. Sarah as fire, Emily as ice, signed Chris Collinsworth. Oh, my. (laughs) He's bringing another woman home. I hear that. You know what? I'm hurt. I'm leaving. You can have her. (laughs) First opportunity. She's kicking them aside. It's all yours, Sarah. I'm never the second fiddle. Dear Dave, I don't know about you, but when I look for a word that rhymes with cookie, it ain't wookie. <laughs> Instead, I rather imagine Chainsaw standing in a circle with his college buddies, <laughs> vying to be first to frost their cookie with Christmas cheer. <laughs> yeah, that's our, our dear friend James checking in. Thank you, James. Different tr- uh, tradition. Dear Dave. I'm a 58-year-old guy driving down the road with tears streaming down my cheeks while everyone watches from cars in the other lane. I should know better around Christmas time with you. Love your show. That's Richard checking in. And his subject line was, thanks a lot, Dave. And I don't think he meant that nice. No. Like I do to Jersey Mike's. I say, thank you, Jersey Mike's. Uh And I'm... What? But he didn't tell you how big he is. Thanks a lot! No, but I got some dimensions. (laughs) I had to have his years. (laughs) Uh, let's see what else here. Dear Dave, Asner alert. Hot coffee out the nose. When you were talking about Sarah telling Mrs. Claus. Oh, did I read this one already? Yeah. You're not going to tell my little bitch not to be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Asner is always worthy. Yeah, I read that one. That's from Holly checking in. Thank you, Holly. All right. Did I read the one about the guy who was mouthwashing? No. Hmm. I don't think I did. Uh, Dear Dave, your rule or should I say our rule for not eating or drinking while listening to your show needs to extend to the performance of oral hygiene activities. Oh. I was listening to the podcast of the show tonight while brushing my teeth and getting ready for bed, swishing some Listerine in my mouth when Chainsaw missed Staying Alive by <laughs> Bee Gees for the third time during the $5 quiz. <laughs> In an effort not to wake my kids by laughing out loud, I accidentally snorted the mouthwash into my nose. And let me tell you, that burns. I've learned my lesson. And I love your show like Sarah loves eating diarrhea-inducing gas station sushi. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Shannon. Hmm. It's quite a sign-off she had there. Yeah. I think my favorite part of that yesterday, that complete mess... That cluster F mm-hmm. on Staying Alive by Bee Gees mm-hmm. is when Chainsaw compared you and he to the Jets. And Boyer said, the, Jef- De- the Jets never lost 
the same game six times. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Compare yourself to the Jets. That was awesome. Dear Dave, little Robert, Anna's baby. Robert, little Bobby, is growing ahead of schedule. Maybe he's heard how impressive Mommy's hooters are, and he's rushing to get out. <laughs> Could be. Mm-hmm. She's out there, isn't she? Yeah. Love your show, Richard. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Let's ask Sarah to tell us what things we learned today on this Tuesday DSC show. Uh, we had tons of uh, reaction pouring in regarding that $5 quiz yesterday. Yep. I'd say you guys are as dumb as rocks, but rocks can hold doors open. They are the reason shampoo has directions. They couldn't roll. Uh, they couldn't roll a tire down a hill. They couldn't roll a tire down a hill. Wow. What one's your favorite one? I like this one uh, that I think hit close to Emily. They could throw themselves on the ground, but they'd miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, it's very bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you have a favorite? Was that all of them? No. Oh, I, I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy. If your brains were dynamite, you wouldn't be able to blow your hat off. <laughs> How about you? Did you have a favorite? The throw on the floor, or yeah. the roll a tire down the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes them an hour to make minute rice. That yeah, it's a good one. All right. Olivia Newton-John's daughter, Chloe, doesn't trust vaccines or doctors. She says natural medicine saved her mom's life. Apparently, the only doctors she trusts are plastic surgeons, as she has spent half a million dollars on plastic surgery. We don't even know how that's possible. Mm -mm. Seriously. Does she get a new boob job every season? My winter boob job. No. (laughs) Summer hooters having a blast. Is that all there is to that song? Yeah. How'd that test? Uh, I bet that's green. But that's a green one. It sounds like it. No more to that song? Nah, oh, it's a shame. Darn it. Elton John just texted me. He said he wants to collaborate. He's got Bernie on the phone. Let's write that one. <laughs> what else? Speaking of that kind of, it was a surprise for us. Boyer versus the team. The final game of yeah. 2020. This was it. This was the one that was going to pick a winner. All the points on the line. One naked back trillion points is what we played for. An astonishing point value. David Bowie starred in Elephant Man on Broadway, and there were three seats that were left empty in the front row, and it brought him to tears off stage. Who were those seats for? Well, the team, we guessed Daddy Elephant Man, Mommy Elephant Man, and Baby <laughs> That has to be it. <laughs> Baby Elephant Man. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, my God. What's going on over there? I don't know. <laughs> Where is the nerf gun? Seriously, what's, what's this need to suddenly sing? I don't know. The hills are alive. He just wants to sing, He's huh? So jolly. Sing. It's uh-huh. very jolly. Of He's him. got a song inside him, and it's coming out. <laughs> it's coming out like gas station sushi. <laughs> like it or not, it's coming out. Oh, it's all over us. That's the sad thing. We're in the Emily and I are in the splash yeah. zone. <laughs> so, was the were the three seats for mommy, daddy, and baby elephant man? Uh, no, and oh. neither for the author, which is what Boyer guessed. It was for Mark David Chapman, Yoko Ono, and John Lennon. That's right. It was one day after John Lennon's murder, which happened 40 years ago today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, David Bowie was performing to an empty seat. It was John Lennon's seat. Upset him so much. What else happened today? We heard about the Santa Claus who uh, little Michael was sitting on his lap, asked for a oh, Nerf gun. Santa Claus fantastic. said, nope, no yeah, gun. No, no guns, crud. Kids started crying, and the mom army was not happy with this. I would have taken my kid immediately to the toy store, bought the biggest Nerf gun, and opened fire on <laughs> Santa's <laughs> ass. Just... <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's 50 bucks in it if you do. David. I'm dead serious. <laughs> you go to the mall where Santa is with a Nerf gun and shoot Santa in the head. There's 50 bucks for you. You got to get it on your phone. You heard me. I'll or put is it in all, 50. Or, all right, now it's 100 bucks. Or is it all just big talk? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever learns on this show. You know what I do? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Tell me what you do, captain of the world. And shoots it in the head. All right. I'll pay you to do it. Find me a bitchy Santa who deserves a pop in the ass, and I might try Oh, I have to do your job for you? I have to do the work? It's got to be a deserving one. I don't want to hit the wrong one. I have to do the work. I'm going to pay you, and I still have to work. (laughs) That sounds like capitalism. (laughs) All talk, none of the walk. Mm. That's a pity. (laughs) What else? Congrats to Abby, our day four Christmas wish winner and a special thanks to jersey mics and our friends at brian cox mechanical uh because together they gifted her twenty five hundred dollars but finally david giant lizards are invading america so they are toast Mm. but those otters don't (laughs) they are living happily otter after that was too much back with you tomorrow at six love your show with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.